And hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Rich Sports Talk. Sports Talk worth a million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. The MLB trade deadline has passed, and it's had quite the impact on New York baseball. We'll get to the New York Mets in a minute, but we start with the New York Yankees. And for the New York Yankees and their fans, it was a little bit of a frustrating deadline. And But I can understand, and I want to defend Brian Cashman, because I've seen a lot of people have been ripping Brian Cashman for not making a move at the deadline. Despite already making a move earlier this season for Edwin Encarnacion, who's already improved the lineup. The problem with the New York Yankees is no one wants to help them win a World Series. So in order to get a deal done, that team knows they have to get the best offer. And this was a deadline. It did not help teams that were buying. You look at the teams that actually bought, they were really low in the race. They weren't teams that were on the top of the heap. And I think part of the reason that we're seeing that is because the National League is so bad right now, basically everyone is in contention for the wild card outside maybe two or three teams. And the problem is there's no market. At that deadline, teams don't want to be sellers. They don't want to sell to their fan base that for two months of the season, they're not going to be playing relevant baseball. You know, they, they want to keep those ballparks full. And there really wasn't any good fits for the Yankees. What did What is the one thing the Yankees needed was a top-line starter? The Mets were not going to trade the Yankees a top-line starter. They will never do it in season to help them potentially win a championship. And the only way the Mets were going to even start the conversation is if it began with Glaber Torres, and we know that's not going to happen. Madison Bumgarner was then the next option. But the Giants are still in the race And let's not forget, he has a no-trade clause. And basically, the Giants, he's their big star. They don't really want to get rid of him unless you give them a great offer. And I understand that Granke landed with Houston, and that's what hurts the Yankees the most. It wasn't that they didn't do anything. It's that the team that they're really competing with to get to the World Series in the American League got significantly better with Zach Granke. But here's the thing. The Yankees... I think the fan base has a misconception. Because they have so many good young players, Yankee fans just assume that their farm system is stock-filled with premium talent. And don't get me wrong, they do have a good system. But here's the problem. A lot of the great players have already made it to the majors, and their guys, the Yankees don't want to trade. The only piece you can maybe move is Frazier, but he's in AAA right now. I mean, they have a couple of different pieces that you're like, eh, maybe they can move, but with their injuries, they need these young guys to play. And teams are not going to just take middle-range prospects from the Yankees. They want to get the best. And the Yankees didn't want to give up their best pitching prospect because, let's face it, their rotation isn't that great? And they're not going to trade a great young pitcher in their system for a rental. And I can't blame Brian Cashman because I would have been more upset if I was a Yankee fan if he had gone like for a Robbie Ray, a guy who's unproven, who has the upside because the Yankees, that's what they've invested in. If you were going to get a bona fide starter for prospects, I would say okay. But let's be honest, there really wasn't one available. And the Yankees 
let's face it. I know Yankee fans are upset they didn't do anything, but you look at how everything has gone right for them this season, how they've been able to dab with their injuries. I mean, the fact that they are where they are, they're going to make the postseason, and you never know. The one benefit the Yankees have is an elite bullpen. That can keep them in games. They can shore in the game. And I know right now Houston looks formidable. But we forgetting about the Phillies when they had those four aces in the rotation years ago and they couldn't make it to the World Series? Just because on paper the Astros got significantly better doesn't mean they're better than the Yankees. I thought that they were a slightly better team than the Yankees this year coming in. But I got to give the Yankees credit. They've played well this year. And I know people are ripping Cashman. But here's the problem. The Yankees don't have as good of a farm system as their fan base thinks because all those guys, they're up in the majors now. Number two is there wasn't a plethora of elite starting pitchers available because a lot of the teams, especially in the National League, they're still really in the race. They're not going to trade away a piece like that. And the third thing is no one wants to get fleeced by the Yankees. If you're going to trade with the Yankees, you have to win that deal. You have to sell to your fan base, we're stalling our star player to the Yankees, and we got to haul back. It would be worth it. And they're not going to take two or three eh, prospects, you know, maybe B players. And the Yankees weren't going to part with their best prospect. So the Yankees stand pat. I still think they're in a good position. They have a great bullpen. But now we shift to the New York Mets, who all of a sudden are riding a winning streak and are contenders. And now arguably have the best starting rotation. I think they've only given up one run in 21 innings by adding Stroman to the mix. Now, a lot of people, when I first heard about this trade, the immediate response is, what are the Mets doing? They're trading prospects. They're thinning out their system already. They needed to get more prospects at the deadline. But I think, especially for me, if you've listened to the show before, you know I've been very critical of Brody Van Wagenen. I did not like the Robinson Cano move. I didn't like some of the things that he did in the offseason. But my biggest fear was he was going to screw up the trade deadline. And to be honest with you, what they did, I'm actually pretty happy with. Because Anthony Kay is a kid in AAA. He's a lefty. He's 24, 25. He's an older prospect. He's a guy that if everything goes right, he's a back end of the rotation guy. Throws low 90s, 92-93. He's not a power pitcher. He's going to be a fourth or fifth starter. The young kid they gave up has got a good power arm, but he is in A ball. He is years away. And you are getting an established pitcher. And I understand that there's a fear about having a ground ball pitcher with that terrible Mets defense. But you're getting a pitcher that's under control, and it gives you options. So if Noah Syndergaard, who pitched an incredible game this week, if he goes on a great tear over the last stretch of the season looks like an ace and then you can go to the Padres you can go to a team with a lot of position player prospects and you can sell high on him because you have Stroman and the other thing too was Zach Wheeler the Mets were not going to get fleeced with him they weren't just going to dump him off for a low prospect they wanted to get either a major league ready player or a very high-end prospect and they were very aggressive there was a lot of teams talking But in the end, the Mets had a good contingency plan. They can give him the player option at the end of the year. And if he decides to sign somewhere else in free agency, they get a first-round pick. And to me, that was a good assessment. If you felt a first-round prospect would be higher rated than any prospect you would get back, 
that's a smart deal. I think the Mets did a very good job. And look, if they keep him in the rotation, that's great. Especially if they move off of a cinder guard. Heck, they could even move off Stroman this offseason. If he has a good end of the season, too, and the Mets decided to invest in Syndergaard over him, that's an option. The Mets now have options, and now they're dealing from a position of strength because they have a lot of great starting pitchers. And it's going to be very interesting because I do think you saw a tweet from Brody Van Ragnen today who basically was telling Mets fans that they're riding a win streak, that they're still in contention. And To me, the Mets... Their goal to me is by game 140, be around 500. Put yourself in a position. I think this wild card is still wide open. A lot of it's going to depend on what the other National League teams do. But I do think the Mets, if they can iron out the bullpen, which is getting better, it'll be interesting what they do with the closer position. That, to me, was the biggest area of need. I would have liked to see the Mets get a bullpen arm. But the other thing, too, is the Mets didn't really have a lot to give up. And the biggest thing for me is they kept their three best prospects. And the only reason I think there's a little bit of a method to the madness for Brody Van Wagenen, and this is what I'm hopeful of, I don't know if it's true, but this is my theory. A lot of the guys he's traded were Sandy Alderson picks. I'm not saying he doesn't like Sandy Alderson, but I think he is looking for his guys. And Omar Minaya is a good talent evaluator. And I understand that Kelnick could be a great player in Seattle, but I think that Brody is leaning on him, and they're going to lean on the draft. I mean, you look, they took risks in this past draft, and they actually had a pretty good draft. They got a first-round prospect in the third round. They ended up getting two of the best young high school arms. They got a good third baseman. I mean, they had a pretty good draft, and I understand that these kids are years away. But to me, he was dealing guys that he's looking at. Are these guys going to help us in the next four years? And outside of Anthony Kay being a back-end starter, I think that Stroman was a good deal for this team. And let's be honest, this Met team, they're still in it. I mean, their bullpen was historically bad in June. And the way they've been pitching, they've been average out of the bullpen. But really, that's what they need. They have a good lineup. They need to figure it out. I... It drives me nuts that Robinson Cano is bang fourth. He should be bang seventh or eighth. But McNeil's having a great year. Alonzo's having a great year. Ahmad Rosario's having a great year with the stick. They still kept Todd Frazier. And look, I know a lot of people don't love the notion that they're going for it, especially when you could have moved off of Frazier and Ramos, maybe got a piece. But here's the thing. If you were just going to dump them for salary or you were just going to dump them for a C or D prospect, like it would have been like the Jason Vargas deal where it was basically a salary dump for the Mets to save a little bit of money in free agency next year. And they got a guy who's probably never going to see even AAA. I mean, if you were going to get one of those guys, it just makes sense just play them out the season. You know, Frazier has been playing well at third base, keeping Neal in, in the outfield. I know they got a lot of players out of position. And really the only trade piece I would have liked to see him maybe move was Dominic Smith, but he was injured at the time. I think he could have maybe gotten some value return back. Not great value, but could maybe get you a bullpen arm and a prospect. But overall, my big thing was for the Mets, don't completely gut the system and don't screw up the deadline. To be honest with you, I don't think they did. I know a lot of fans are criticizing the Stroman move, but to me it was a good move. You got a good young pitcher from New York 
who you can invest in. And who knows what happens next year? Maybe you can get both Wheeler and him back, have a great rotation. And during the season, you can kind of get a feeler on both. You can maybe give a contract to the one who you think will be a little bit cheaper and then trade the other one for more prospects. I mean, the Mets have put themselves in a position now. Now, whether they execute on this is a whole other story, but they've put themselves in a position now where even if they don't make the playoffs, at least they're going to be interesting to watch the rest of the season, which I think is important. And I do think that Brody is feeling the heat because of him calling out the National League East before the season, and he basically got this job because he sold ownership that he could win now. So for the Mets, I think they did everything right. I think they got a very good player, and they didn't give up much. They gave up the fourth and sixth prospect. I mean, Kay dropped out of the top 100. He wasn't even a top 100 prospect. They kept their two best shortstop prospects. They have a good third baseman prospect. And let's be honest. I mean, do I worry about their starting pitching depth? Yes. Do I worry about their bullpen? Absolutely. But this National League, it's up for grabs. And if the Mets can continue this hot streak, and just put themselves in a position, they have a strong rotation, they could potentially be a dangerous wildcard team because you can start to ground in that wildcard game and then still have an ace going when you start the next round in the wildcard with Syndergaard. So for the Mets, I think they had a good one because, frankly, I don't think Brody screwed it up. I don't think he just turned away players. My biggest fear was he was going to either completely gut the farm system or get rid of guys with and get returns of no value, just for the salary dump. I mean, they did that with Vargas, but, I mean, they already had Stroman aboard. I mean, they didn't really have a place to put Vargas. I mean, you're going to put him in the bullpen? It it didn't really make sense, so I think the Mets had a very good trade deadline. It'll be interesting to see what they do. And for the Yankees, I know it hurts because the Astros got Granky, but the Yankees didn't have the pieces to get an elite pitcher And really, that's the only way we're going to improve this team. And for Yankee fans who are disappointed in Cashman, don't forget, the Yankees have a good young team. They don't have as good of a farm system because guess what? Those guys are now playing in the majors, and they're contributing. So the Yankees, I still think, are in a great position to get to the ALCS. We'll see what happens against Houston, but that's why they play the game. And look, there's no such thing as a guarantee. There's no such thing as a guarantee. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. You can check us out wherever podcasts are available. iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, Apple, iTunes. Wherever there's a podcast, you can listen and check us out on YouTube. And, of course, social media using the handle Rich Sports Talk. And, of course, email us. If you'd like to get on the show, you have any questions, we would love to hear from you. RichSportsTalk at gmail.com. That is RichSportsTalk at gmail.com. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.